Hey, faith family. Welcome to the Beyond Sunday podcast at Calvary Bible, where we go beyond the Sunday sermon to explore some rabbit holes and to bring some biblical truths to the surface. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. All right, welcome back to another episode. Randy, I was going to hit you with a joke right away. But? But you're wearing a very nice shirt. Thank you. Thank right. you. Thanks to Michelle. I was just going to say, let's give credit where credit is due. Yeah. Michelle has a good sense of, yeah. you know, style. She does. Always has, probably. Always. From the South. There's no, no pocket. I just noticed that this morning. So I've got two pockets. Yeah. And this is an older shirt. Yeah. This is one of my... Yeah. Stand my old yeah, faithfuls. Old faithfuls. Yeah. Um, I made a, a friendly bet, no wager... Mm. with uh, one of our elders, I won't name him, mm-hmm. um, about how many shirts in my closet had pockets. And he was like, oh, they've all got pockets. And I said, I don't think hardly any of them had pockets. And he said, I bet you it's 90% of them. If you if you oh, know wow. our elder board, you could probably, you want to take a guess who was I in this conversation no, with? <laughs> it's not important. Um, so I went home and checked. Uh, there's pockets on all of my shirts, and I never really paid attention to them, except for like one or two. Wow. Yeah. All of these dress shirts, button-down shirts have pockets. I would expect the button-down shirts to have them. Yeah. And obviously polos don't usually. No, polos don't. No, but yeah, that's what we were talking about. Button-down shirts with a collar. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, no, they've all got got pockets, I bet. And I thought, no way. I would know that. (laughs) I didn't. (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. So anyway, well, we need to get going here. Let's do it. We've got a lot of questions. Good. We had probably, of all our episodes, this was probably the week that we got the most questions. Good. So, um, yeah, let's get after mm-hmm. it here. Buckle your seatbelt. We're going mm-hmm. to dive into the second half of the mm-hmm. disciples' prayer, mm-hmm. uh, often referred to as the Lord's Prayer, mm-hmm. thanks to our, our Bibles and their subtitles. Mm-hmm. Um. So let me get the, let me get this one out of the way real quick since mm-hmm. we're talking about how our Bibles are constructed. Mm-hmm. Uh, why is the end of the prayer that many people recite cut off? Thy kingdom come, thy will mm-hmm. be done. Yeah. Or uh, no, no, no. Not. I'm sorry. I was quoting the beginning of the prayer. Uh, how does it end there? I'm yeah. Drawing a blank. For, for yours is the kingdom. You know, for thine yeah. is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever, forever and ever. Amen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So why is that cut off in the ESV and if, other translations? If it's uh, if it's what I think it is, and I'd have to go back and check real quickly, but I think uh, more than likely what's happening is that it's a different textual reading. Mm-hmm. So I did talk about this with someone uh, with a parishioner a couple of weeks ago. It is. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a very, it's a very difficult process to explain in a short period of time. But the bottom line is all of our English Bibles, remember, are keying off from or they're translating from certain, in this case, from certain Greek texts. Mm-hmm. Not all Greek texts read the same. And so there's this elaborate system of textual criticism that mm-hmm. we're taught uh, in school and um so the bottom line is what you're looking at is probably just a different Greek source. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's probably the best I can say for this point, you know. Yeah. And um, it's not much of a beyond Sunday. How do we apply this, you know, kind of a question. However, mm-hmm. where my my limited understanding of textual criticism, mm-hmm. one of the things that has bolstered my faith in it is remembering that the Bible didn't just drop out of heaven and into the laps of everybody, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in the world. 
there was a process that it came to us yeah. a lot of hard work diligent you know repetition in there mm-hmm. and along the way there's variance in the, the greek text maybe mm-hmm. something got you know left out of one and there's a obviously a, a million theories as to why different sections are in there or sections right. are not in there or word is changed from one you know manuscript to another um mm-hmm. the the variations are very minimal I think, which is, was a bolstering to my faith. And also um, just remembering that, yeah, this is a divinely inspired text right. and God uses humans to make that happen too. Sure. And, and I appreciate, you know, some of the thinking about, you know, your confidence is still there. What we, what we talk about a lot is the fact that God has preserved his word. Mm-hmm. And so the preservation of the word of God with all of the variety that's out there, the preservation of it is as important as any thoughts on inspiration, for instance. Mm-hmm. In other words, we have to believe that God has preserved his word through the ages. And then uh, to just piggyback a little bit off from this, so, so that if someone's thinking really hard about, wow, you know, so which reading, I would say, don't worry about that. Uh, with the English versions that we deal with, mm-hmm. just as we would say, um, or, or you know, how would you feel if I said, well, who's right, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John? Right. You know, who's right? Mm-hmm. Your answer would be? All of them. They're all right, mm-hmm. but they're all different. Mm-hmm. They're all different for a reason. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, you know, you can use that same type of thinking just to remember that when you're looking at your English Bible, you're dealing with a translation what we what we place our hope in is the preservation of the word of God yeah. as much as we do its inspiration. If it's inspired but not preserved, inspiration means nothing. Right. If it's inspired and preserved, despite the variety that we see in the scriptures themselves, like the four gospels, mm-hmm. or even possibly the different English readings that might be in the laps of our parishioners. The main mm-hmm. thing is we believe in the preservation of God's word, mm-hmm. and that's what we... Um, you know, we base our faith on the revelation that God has preserved for us. But it's a yeah. it's a really difficult, uh, if anyone's interested in it, just come see me. I'd love to talk to you about textual criticism and how it works. I can show you some of the the options uh, that that we all have. And uh, mm-hmm. it's a it's a fascinating field. But yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to say. It is. Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. Um And yeah, it did nothing but bolster my own good. faith. In that's good. The Bible, so. As opposed to. Uh, ruining your faith and yeah. saying, well, I can't believe any of it because... Right, exactly. Um, yeah. All right, good. 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 Well, thanks Thanks for that uh, inspiration and preservation of God's Word. So let's get to the, th- mm-hmm. the last three mm-hmm. uh, requests here. So let yeah. me read the verses that we covered primarily. Uh, Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So I think I've got a question for each one of those here. So uh, let's start at the top in verse 11. Uh, We are to ask for daily provision of things we need for the day. The verse speaks of bread. And Randy, you alluded to some of the physical needs as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. But can this be applied to emotional and spiritual needs too? For example, praying, God, give me wisdom and strength for today. It, uh, I mean, technically speaking, it can't be applied that way. Application, remember, is an extrapolation from the meaning of this phrase into another area that is 
uh, in the same family, uh, within the same concept. So what I would say is, uh, I would just ask, be careful about, be careful about how you use the word application. Okay. So yep. what I would say is in verse 11, uh, the applications have to be along the lines of uh, physical sustenance for you to live. What I would, I, I mean, obviously, whoever wrote that, I would say to, to them or to you, there's other places in scripture, mm-hmm. obviously, like James, James. chapter one, yeah. where I would say it is certainly right. And by the way, for me personally, in my own, uh, my own spiritual disciplines, praying for wisdom is, has been a daily occurrence for almost all of my, my life. I, I, so I, I strongly believe that that's a good prayer. Mm-hmm. I do not think it's an application of verse 11. I think that's a whole other avenue of prayer requests. And uh, there are so many other places in Scripture that teach us other things to ask for. Yep. So I would be careful with the word apply. Okay, yeah. And I'm, I'm hearing you say the word uh, daily bread does not mean... Uh, doesn't mean wisdom. Pray for wisdom and, and daily... No. Um, no, and it's not a prayer even for, um, it's not even a prayer for emotional strength or however that came out. Yeah. This is a specific prayer about, God, would you please give me enough that I need to survive today? Yeah. Physically. So that begs another question that I have here, which is how much of this prayer is a template as much as it is a specific prayer to be prayed? I pr- I mean, I, I'm, I think I talked about a model. You know, I used the yeah. word model. I, I may have used model template, template. Once, or, once or twice. I think it's functioning that way. Mm-hmm. When you pray, pray like this, mm-hmm. as opposed to this is what you should be saying. Although there's nothing wrong with in the morning, uh, for instance, getting up and saying, Lord, did you please provide for my needs today? Yeah, That's a paraphrase. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, template, model, so that the elements of these, uh, the elements of this prayer are put into our prayer life, I think is the, is the goal of this. Rather than say, every time you pray, say these exact words. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's where, as a template to go off of, you add in, obviously, some of those other things that we also need and would want God to, to give to us, such yeah. as wisdom. Okay, good. Let's go down to verse 12, uh, the need to be forgiven. So mm-hmm. can you clarify, you were commenting on the difference in the second part of that mm-hmm. uh, request, the word as, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Mm-hmm. You said it's not like because. Yeah. And I was kind of not following or understanding because mm-hmm. they do sound very much like the same word. Yeah, except for what if someone, and the, the rationale goes something like this. If I say to God, forgive me my sins because I've forgiven somebody else, meaning I've now obligated you, God, uh, you need to do this because I have. In other words, my okay. forgiveness is the ground, as I put it this way, the grounds or the cause of his forgiveness. No, it's not the ground of his forgiveness. It's not the cause of his forgiveness. So gotcha, because gotcha. is not the cause. Did you say it that clearly on Sunday? I'm sure I said it even more clearly <laughs> than that. Okay. Well, then two of us were uh, just, we dozed off for a All second. Right. All right. So that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. So the importance of this is, as you know, it's, it's, I'm, I, I can honestly ask for forgiveness because, mm-hmm. but not as the ground of. Yeah. Because I am, I am extending forgiveness as I'm asking. Mm-hmm. As I'm asking for it, I'm doing it. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what also stands out to me in this prayer, uh, in that phrase in particular, is it's implying that it's already happened. Correct? Yeah. So, yeah. And and this is why I try try to remember to say on Sunday, when the listeners are hearing this for the very first time, Mm -hmm. this is, they have, this is totally against the grain. Yeah. So they're hearing this and they're thinking, oh, so when I ask for forgiveness, I had better be extending it to others. Mm-hmm. Well, there must be something new. I mean, something must be happening in this disciple making journey because yeah. this is not what I would have done before. Right. Jesus is asking something of me that yeah. I would not have yeah. normally gone to. And now for us, as mm-hmm. I was saying to our, our faith family, now for us looking, now we're looking at the prayer. We know this prayer well. We're on the faith journey together. And now it's an opportunity for us to make sure we can say, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the way I am. Mm-hmm. I am a forgiving person because I have been forgiven. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think, obviously, the, the addendum there, if you want to call it mm-hmm. that, the addition of verses 14 and 15 at the end, to me, make that a, a highlight of the prayer of why Jesus was, you know, what he yeah. was doing here for yeah. his audience. Yeah, this must be important because all of a sudden, well, the, the in number 12, you have the second line. Mm-hmm. And then in 14 and 15, he brings us back to this again. So it's like, oh, this must be, this is a big deal in Matthew. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, a question I was thinking of was, is that why the disciples' prayer is, is in here? Is it to emphasize something about the forgiveness because in in some ways it feels out of place Mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah i thought it was in the middle of a sermon here's a a prayer template for you Mm -hmm. and it you've you've reminded us that there is a connection to what he was saying earlier about you know when you pray Mm -hmm. don't pray like the hypocrites don't pray like the gentiles Mm -hmm. uh pray like this so at the heart of Really, this whole sermon is, again, what Jesus is recreating in us. You know, he's, he's giving us a new heart that we didn't have before uh, as his disciples. So um, it does, it, it fits in that way. But in other ways, it feels like, is there something else going on here? Mm-hmm. Any thoughts to that? Well, the only thought I had was, I, I think I mentioned on Sunday, John Nolan, I think in his commentary, I don't get to read him much, but I took a look at it because there wasn't a lot of commentators all of my other commentators were doing virtually nothing with verses 14 and 15. And I didn't understand that. But John Nolan was the one that, that made the link toward, uh, to hypocrisy. And he, mm-hmm. he, you know, and he didn't say all of this, but my takeaway from Nolan's work was, if I'm, if I'm asking God f- to forgive my sins, but I'm holding a grudge against you, yeah. I am a huge hypocrite. Big, big so I, I think what he said was right. And maybe that's the way to connect Mm-hmm. this prayer this part of the prayer back to the earlier part of this chapter when he talks about the hypocrites at least twice in the early verses and then um right after this he'll mention the hypocrites again in verse 16 so maybe that mm-hmm. was and, and sometimes you know sometimes the search for contextual links is forced it it, it makes forced connections I should say it that way. In this case, I don't think it is. I think what you're what you're getting at is you're getting at uh, anyone who's praying this prayer 
-hmm. This is a genuine Christian, a genuine Christ follower, a kingdom citizen, because remember this prayer starts with talk to God about God and his kingdom. So Mm -hmm. if I have his kingdom right Mm -hmm. in my priorities, then I am, I'm sincerely in the kingdom. Right. So by the time I get to please meet my needs today, physically, please forgive my sin and please protect me through temptation. Those are all genuine requests that reflect on his name as opposed yeah. to me focused on me and my comfort and my, you know, whatever. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's a, it's a big deal. I came across this quote, uh, by from Thomas Fuller. Uh, if you're not familiar, I was not, but I really liked the quote. He's an 18th century African-American slave actually came from mm. shipped over from Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, he said this, he that cannot forgive others breaks the bridge, which he must pass himself for every man has need to be forgiven. That's such a, that's such a great image of yeah, the bridge. That bridge. Yeah. yeah. We and need of it. all people that would, would tend to uh, have a, a, a good grudge. reason yeah. for holding a grudge. Oof. Yeah, he certainly would. Wow. Um, so there's a lot wow. of, I think, power to his story in that, yeah. that image there. Good one. Good quote. Um, yeah, it's it's so, so important to us. And it's a hard thing to do. MJ uh, gave me three mm-hmm. pages that she gave to yeah. you, too, uh, just writing about how important it is to yeah. forgive. And here's the image that one of the images she used was um, cholesterol in the veins. Yeah, I like that. Cholesterol for the soul. That was that helpful. It shuts off. If you yeah. have... You know, yeah. not the unforgiving heart yeah. has cholesterol in its veins. Yeah. And when there's too much of it, it just mm. shuts off Clogs the lifeblood. Yeah, I thought that was a good image she used. Mm-hmm. Actually, that was a good. She's thankfully she's handed that out to some folks because it's um, it was good for her to write again and to, yeah. to share a little bit of her story. Just so, so critical yeah. for and, us. And if you're followers. listening, I mean, if you're listening, by the way, just ask her for it. Uh, if you're not familiar with that. If yeah. she hasn't given it to you yet and you're interested in forgiveness, oh, yeah. ask her. She'd pass it on for yeah. sure. That's great. Um, okay. Last uh, question here going into verse 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So the wording lead us not into temptation, it seems strange. Why praise something that we know God wouldn't do? It almost feels non-genuine to right right because uh the key to that and i appreciate that being careful like that the key to that is that the word translated in the esv temptation is both te- trial and temptation it can mm-hmm. mean both equally mm-hmm. both so what we're what we're doing often is we're we're defining a word based on how it's used in the context so the questioner is correct when uh, so what we're not saying to God is, uh, we're not saying to him, don't lead us into temptation. Uh, oh, by the way, you don't do that anyway. Mm-hmm. That's not what we're saying. So almost everyone that I consulted on this, and before I say that, remember the second line, the second line is the key to the interpretation of, so line A reads one way, line B gives the contrast so you'll notice that in the contrast, but deliver us from evil mm-hmm. means that line A has, has danger in it. And the danger is it that we might fall. So most all of my, uh, uh, most all of my commentators all looked at verse 13a and said, this is something to do with Lord, don't lead us into a test, into a trial that will cause us to fall. Mm-hmm. And they made the link to 
what is the purpose of a test and what is a what is the purpose of Satan in a test? Mm-hmm. And that is to cause you and me to fall, mm-hmm. to move away from faith into disobedience. Yeah. So so we're not praying something that is um, is needless, according to the question. That's not what we're doing. What we're saying is, Lord, don't don't lead us into the place where the trial will be too much for us. Now, one thing I could have done and didn't was, and you're turning to another text too, so we can get to that one. But the one that the one that I could have mentioned is remember when, remember when Jesus when Jesus says to his disciples, "Watch and pray, mm-hmm. lest you." unless you fall into temptation. Yeah, thank you. Right? So watch and pray. And what the the issue there was, you need to be prepared for what's coming or else you'll fall. And that's very similar to what we're asking for. So the way around these, the the questions in line A is to keep your focus on line B. We're asking God to protect us for those times when we are, exposed to trials and temptations that are uh, threatening to derail our faith. Okay. So it's the protection part that's critical. Yeah. And I think part of the question is coming from, well, um, God doesn't tempt us. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But he does test us. He does. He has tested his saints throughout throughout history right uh, from the beginning and you can just think about the old testament yeah. there's a lot of tests in there okay but even if you translate this is what made line a so difficult okay. for all of us mm-hmm. even if you tr- translate it this way and lead us not into trials mm-hmm. he's going to answer and say well i have to at some point mm-hmm. because we know that the trying of your faith works all of these things so mm-hmm. everyone's going to be tested faith is tested so right and what about your text that you were looking at? Yeah, so it's um, rustling the pages a little bit. Yeah, it was so a, a common temptation type text and, and memory verse for mm-hmm. many. Mm-hmm. I'll start in verse twelve, First Corinthians ten twelve. Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, He will also provide the way of escape that you will be able to endure it. Um, so there is, there are temptations and trials, Mm -hmm. uh, that can derail our faith, like Mm -hmm. you said. Um, and I think at the end of the day, oftentimes I hear this verse, uh, kind of, you know, explain that, well, God knows what you're capable of withstanding. And so if that weight is X amount, he won't put any more on you than what you can handle. Just think about, you know, weight bearing sure. down on you. You're able to, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. hold that much up. So God won't put more than that. But, but he's, the, he's the one that's faithful. It's not, it's not me holding the weight up. And there's not anything in this life that I am not capable of handing, with handling him. with him because of, it's not me. It's him. Mm-hmm. So that he says here, there's, there's not a temptation that I, you know, uh, God won't tempt you more than what you're your ability well my ability is through the roof but not because of me it's because of jesus yeah and so i want to I rely on on him in those moments where the temptation is strong mm-hmm. to be derailed um and just ask god to strengthen mm-hmm. me through that mm-hmm. so i don't know i was just when no, no, you're no, talking about good. that's where my yeah, mind yeah, went there, too. that's one of those common temptation type texts 
um, the, the um, what I did mention on Sunday, I thought it would be a little bit helpful is remember the Lord himself asked God mm-hmm. if it's possible, take this trial take from me. Mm-hmm. So he's an example of someone who can ask something that I want to say he knew that he, he knew the answer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're thinking, uh, if you're thinking about what Jesus experienced in connection with verse 13, Jesus himself, I think, help, helps us know how to pray this. Jesus knew where he was headed. Mm-hmm. He knew that he was going to give his life. He already knew that. But he still asked in that moment, could you not Please. take me there? Right. So what do, what do I say with that? What do, what do I say about that? Like, how, how do I wrap my mind around the fact that he knew he was going to the cross? He, he knew why. And he still asked for God to spare him from the trial. Mm-hmm. If it's possible, please, unless unless some people are, and I hear this and I really feel badly about that angle on it. I feel uh, like, um, no, 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 let him, Would is it okay for him to express a human, this sounds ridiculous, right? Is it all right to allow Jesus to express a human uh, reaction? reaction? Mm-hmm. Is that is that Okay. Mm-hmm. Isn't that ridiculous to even it, say that? Yeah. We know he's fully human mm-hmm. and he's fully, fully divine. We know that we don't know how they mix. Mm-hmm. Church history is filled with attempts to explain that. Yeah. In that moment, it appears to me that Jesus has a similar mindset to mine. Uh, he'll forgive me for using it in that direction. Because there's times when I also say, could you please spare me this? today. Yeah. Spare me this. Whether he will or not, mm. nevertheless, whatever your will is, is the way Jesus finished out his prayer time. But I do think it's important when you get to verse 13, that you and I, I mean, we're, we're talking about beyond Sunday. Well, this these three requests are critical. Mm-hmm. So surely we're saying to God today, please protect me through the temptations and the trials that are coming my way today. Mm-hmm. If they're coming my way, protect me. Surely mm-hmm. you're saying that. Yeah. I mean, if you're not, and this is what I was trying to say on Sunday. The, the, look at what's look at look at the potential disaster for my life if I don't pray these all all six requests. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay, that's good. I'm just uh, yeah, my heart's stirring with some of the songs we sang in the first week. I need the yeah. Lord. I need the yeah, every yeah, hour. Yeah, I need right, the right. Um, yeah. Just how how yeah. pertinent that is and how much I do need him. And yeah. it's okay to ask yeah. for help. We need it. Yeah. And I, I just would encourage us again, you know, throughout the week, keep, uh, keep watching to make sure that there are elements that the elements in this pattern, or what, what did you refer to it as a template template? The, yeah. the, that the elements that are found in this template are in your prayer life. That's the that's that's why he says when you pray, mm-hmm. you know, when you pray, do this. And look at all of the benefits that we get. Yeah. Okay. So let me try yeah. and sum this whole prayer up. Yeah. The last two weeks. Yeah. We've got a lot of plurals in here, which we've mm-hmm. talked about a lot. Which mm-hmm. means this is not an individual journey that no. you and I are on. We're in this together, all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to align ourselves with the kingdom. We want to be children of the Father. Mm-hmm. And then just recognize our need for him yeah. in in these ways in particular, and then obviously other ways that yeah. you know, kind of vein out from it. So. Yeah, 
Yeah, you know, just reminding myself again about the plural, the corporateness of the prayer. You know, this morning earlier, I was praying for uh, some of you know Peggy Brackbill. Mm -hmm. So I was praying for Peggy this morning. And while I'm praying for Peggy, praying down through this prayer, I can't help but also remember, hey, Lord, what, the, the faith family, too. Mm -hmm. The faith family, too. You yeah. know, so it's, uh, it's us. Absolutely. Good. All right. Well, hopefully this has been really helpful. Uh, thanks again for the questions. Yeah. Randy, we still got through them, I think, relatively quickly. Good. This might be one of our longer episodes, but should be under a half hour for yeah. sure. Uh, and I apologize. I need to circle back around. If you're just listening, Randy's wearing a nice green. How would you describe that color green? Uh, it's Kelly, not olive. It's like a, it looks like the color of those green olives, though, the, with the pimento in the yeah, middle. Yeah, 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 olive. A olive little, green. a little softer than that, though. Yeah, and yeah, it looks good on them. You should see it. Go oh check my. it out on oh YouTube. Too. Yeah. And then you can decide whether the little patterns are little <laughs> bonefish or or feathers. Look at those. I might have said Look a. Oh well, yeah, it's, I was going to say tree, but no, not a tree. I'm going to say feather. I thought it was like a prehistoric. Fossil. fossil. Yeah, it could be that too. Okay. Mm, it's up for interpretation. It is. Okay. Let me know which version. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. We love this uh, time. We love you guys. And yes, yeah, send those questions in to podcast at cbcmj.com. We will answer them uh, as long as they're decent. You know, they've all been decent. And um, yeah, we'll see you guys on Sunday or next week. Okay. Take care. Thanks again for joining us on today's episode. And remember, our Sunday sermons are meant to lead us to a life of worship beyond Sunday.